0: Welcome to the My Print Story Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Marshall. And this week we speak with Christy, one of the hosts of one of my favorite podcasts, the Mountains in the Sea podcast that she does with her husband, Josh. We're gonna find out why I'm so jealous of her and where she came up with the idea for her podcast. So enough of my yammering. Let's get into it. Christy, Aww. welcome and thank you so much for taking time for me today.
1: Oh, it's my delight to be here. I love talking print, so you know it makes sense that I have a podcast about it. And I'm always delighted to know that you're a listener. You always contact us on Twitter, and that's how we met. And it's super cool to be here.
0: Let me tell you why I love your podcast. Oh, because something okay. something unexpected happened. So I don't like music critiquing type of podcasts. I don't like people breaking things down and blah, blah, blah. So in theory, I'm not supposed to like your podcast. But here's what happened. Number one, I was learning so much about Prince that I didn't know, which I didn't think was possible.
1: You guys (laughs) do your homework big time. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah, that's my other love, Prince and research.
0: Yeah. And number two, I'll be danged if you haven't found a way to make me listen to Prince music I haven't listened to in forever it is (laughs) it's a whole new reason to open up like you're like oh yeah Exodus I haven't listened to that in like 10 years so all of a sudden you guys start breaking things down and I'm like why haven't I listened to that album it's a it's a brand new way to listen to stuff so I really appreciate that about your podcast
1: oh well thanks that just that makes me so happy it's absolutely worth making the podcast when I get feedback like that so. so
0: the mountains in the sea podcast you and your husband, Josh, do this? Where did this whole thing come from? What is the genesis of it?
1: Well, it's actually a birthday gift that Josh gave to me. Really? Uh, In 2017, I was kind of looking for a Prince podcast that I liked. And I was having kind of trouble finding one. There were some where there were like, too many people talking, or I didn't like the host's voice, or they said something. And I'm like, I know that's not right. I know Josh knows what's right about that. So I said, I would really love it if you would make a podcast with me. And he was like, I don't like the way I sound recorded. I'm like, nobody likes the way you sound recorded. <laughs> that's that's a it's,
0: fact. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's fine. You don't have to listen to it. I'll edit it. My idea was that he could listen to the music once and then sit down and talk about it with me. But he does a lot more preparation than that, which I really appreciate. We have such a good time making it together. And so that's kind of how it ended up. And I found plenty of other great Prince podcasts since then, with people who have very pleasant voices and lots of knowledge and talk about things in a different way than what we do. And so there's lots out there to love. But this was the podcast that I wanted to hear. So I decided, let's just make it.
0: That is an excellent answer. That's exactly why I decided to do this Prince podcast is because I had to deal with Prince's passing somehow, but there yeah. wasn't a podcast out there that was exactly what I wanted to hear. And, and just like you said, there, there, there are a lot of Prince podcasts out there, but some of them like they'll say certain things in a certain way. And I'm just like, man, you got to be more likable to to <laughs> to criticize one of my favorite Prince songs or something. You know what I mean? So all of a sudden I found myself like disagreeing, which I disagree with some of your opinions opinions sometimes, but you're likable. So it's okay. It doesn't matter, right? Well, well, it's a huge difference.
1: You know, we try and say, if it's your favorite song, we're so glad. We're so lucky to be fans of an artist who had such a breadth of work that there is literally something for everyone. If you like disco, there's something for you. If you like rap, there's something for you. If you like hip hop, if you like borderline country music, whatever it is, whatever genre you like, there's some prints for you to fall in love with. And that's just so unusual. And really one of the things that just made him so special. So we always try and caveat anything that we critique Especially when we get to, we make selections and we choose a, a time capsule, the sea, the low, and a mountain, the high. You know, if you're if you don't agree, you don't have to agree with us. In fact, if you don't agree with us, let us know. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. It,
0: it's impossible really to pick favorite songs or favorite albums yeah. just because that can change over time. But I do feel like you and I have a time period, a Prince era in common, because oh, you I believe... you have a fondness for some of the early to mid 90s Prince stuff, which I also love.
1: Yes. And I feel like it's so underrated I mean, because he did this name change, people thought he was weird. Right. You know, people quit paying attention to him. And I really think it's a shame because he was putting out so much work in the mid 90s between what he himself was doing that warner brothers was trying to limit him from releasing to all of his side projects there you know there was 1-800 new funk and the new power generation albums and maite and i mean on and on and on everything he wrote for other people i mean it's just it's incredible the amount of work that was happening and of course that's when I really came into more than casual fandom.
0: Just the amount of amazingly high quality songs on the Symbol album and the Gold Experience. Just oh my God those two the albums Gold alone.
1: Is, I'm just gonna say it's my favorite. It, it's it's hard to not.
0: I, I don't if if it's not in everyone's top five, I'm confused. It, be, because from <laughs> well, the very so first song to like the it. very last song, it's freaking incredible.
1: Yes. I, in, fact,
0: in fact, I, I can even stomach the segues of that album.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, and I have a fondness for the segues. Do you? Because, yeah, I do. Only because they're short enough. Whereas like on Exodus, the segues were a little longer. And some of them were kind of dumb. It was a lot of boy humor. I have a theory on that. Oh, do you? I'd love to hear it.
0: Okay, so... I feel like, you know, how Prince has like all these different alter egos, like Morris Day Mm -hmm. came from a Prince alter ego, you know, those kind of personality traits. So he splinters off into these different characters. I just feel like he's so far removed from being the macho male pig guy that when he tries to portray that, he does it really badly. (laughs) So when you hear those, all of those really macho segues with all of that stuff from the release stuff to the unreleased stuff, uh, like how you and Josh were talking about the uh, Sunny Uh T shooting the television and all that junk, how dumb that was, because I don't think Prince lived in that world even remotely. So him trying to portray that or or even write it just came off weak.
1: (laughs) Well, and you know, parts of it were like funny but then they just i don't know if it was the delivery or i don't know you had to be in the right headspace and josh is kind of always in the right headspace for it he can always appreciate it i like it better when he says it to me he's like this bit's funny i'm like "Mm, no and he's then he says it and i'm like it's kind of funny
0: now is josh the reason you fell in love with prince or did it happen before him okay so josh how did that happen
1: met in college and the gold experience had just come out like a couple weeks before our first date and so of course you know we go on our first date and what does he have in his tape deck of his 1992 lebaron but (laughs) the gold experience because you know he bought the cd and then put it on a tape so he could listen to it in the car i love it and i'm like this is pretty cool he's like yeah it is and i think that's when he was like okay maybe she'll be all right (laughs) (laughs) right you passed the test Yeah. And then um, it was maybe a couple weeks after we started dating. He he made me a mixtape of Prince songs. And he typed all the lyrics for me, the little sleeve that goes inside the cassette tape.
0: Man, what what a Prince nerd. I love this. It was like
1: a 90 minute tape. Of stuff that he'd made me.
0: He put a lot of work into that.
1: Oh, my gosh. He was like, he told me, he's like, it didn't take me any longer to do that. Because he types like know, 120 words a minute, something stupid. It was really annoying how good he is at it. But
0: Now, I, I took two years of typing in high school because I was the only boy in the class. <laughs>
1: uh-huh.
0: and, and all the guys used to pick on me. They're like, you know, they're going to metal shop and I'm going to typing. They're like, You're the only boy in the class. And I said, yep, I'm the only boy in the class. Uh-uh. <laughs> So I'm just saying, maybe that's yes. where Josh got that.
1: Yeah, that and he had a friend in the class with him. They had races. They had typing races? Yes. little well, a little competitiveness along with the girls.
0: All right. So, so the so. gold experience was the album. You started dating Josh. And then from yes. there, what was like the next, you know, once you get hooked, what was the uh, next album or next song that really just started pulling you in?
1: Oh, uh, Emancipation came out not long <sighs> you know, like the next year. I love that. I also loved it that Josh bought me my own copy. Like he went to the store to go buy Emancipation on release day and he bought me my own, which at the time, you know, we're poor college students. Right. $30 for a three CD set was a lot of money. Yeah. And he bought me my own.
0: Is it so you keep your hands off of his or? (laughs) Well,
1: (laughs) a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) But you know, he also he graduated by then. And so he lived in a town over so we didn't see each other every day he was like well you should have it in the good quality and I'm like oh so of course you know that he's thinking of me and you know the sweet boy whom I'm just head over heels in love with is Josh you're a keeper
0: Yeah. (laughs) yeah now the Emancipation album is there one specific track that stands out to you which is saying um, a lot because there's like 30 songs on it. Yeah.
1: Um, I always loved Sex in the Summer.
0: Mm, that, that is a good one. That, that has the heartbeat yeah. of his baby in that one.
1: Yes. And I think that was, I always have a lot of sadness around the his breakup with Maite. Yeah. Because, you know, the Symbol album was this like epic love story. And then there's these little things throughout all of his album's throughout the 90s that kind of like spoke to that idea of a faded love and I I love Sex in the Summer because it kind of is like the fruition of that and I think it's so sweet and I was really sad when they got divorced.
0: I do feel like Maite was, I mean, Prince is known for having his, his muses. Is that, can I say Mm -hmm. muses? Is it muse? I don't know what the plural of that is. So he's a big fan of that. And I believe that Maite, oh boy, this is going to get me in trouble with some Prince fam. I feel like Maite kind of took him higher. Just, just her presence put him in a different place. Right. That's, that's how I feel. And I, that's, that's, I feel like that's why I love that music so much.
1: Yeah. And the
0: Emancipation album, I am so excited because I, I met Joan Osborne um, So
1: cool. a couple uh-huh. weeks ago.
0: She was so nice. She told me this incredible Prince story and, and talked about she couldn't believe Prince even knew who she was, much less covered one of us. And, yeah. and she'll be on the podcast in a couple weeks.
1: Oh, awesome.
0: Because I don't even want to tell her story about Prince is so funny. Oh, I, I, I can't
1: don't wait wanna, to hear it.
0: I don't want to screw it up. I will only no, make it dumb. Don't. So I'm going to let Joan tell it because when she told me, I I laughed so hard I peed a little. So <laughs> look forward to that. That's
1: the mark of a good story.
0: But that that's one of my favorite tracks. But also email and uh, yeah, There's sex so in the many summer. Good ones. What's that one in this bed? I cry. I'm probably in getting this the
1: bed. I scream. In I think. this
0: bed, I scream, which mm-hmm. I heard was actually written for uh, Wendy of Wendy and Lisa. Mm. Ooh, which yeah. leads me to my next thing. Sorry, I'm all over the yeah. place. Uh, no that's fine. so jealous of you, I can't stand it. Tell me about <laughs> tell me about the time that you got to meet the revolution.
1: Oh my God, we've met them twice actually.
0: Oh okay, um this call is over <laughs> <laughs> that that's when I say that's the top of my bucket list, specifically Wendy and Lisa, I love them so much, but the, the whole revolution come on, that is a dream, and you have met them twice,
1: yeah, and honestly, both times everybody in the band, particularly Wendy and Lisa, so kind, so warm, so encouraging, so welcoming, just wonderful, wonderful people. I mean, really, you think like, okay, yeah, you pay to be able to meet them or whatever. And they could be rude. They could be, you know, like, take a picture and off you go. No, I mean, they talked with us, chatted with us. The first time we met them, prior to starting the podcast. And that's kind of when I came up with the name, because Josh told Wendy and Lisa that his favorite single that the revolution Prince and the Revolution ever put out was mountains. Oh, wow. And I was like, Oh, so you know, we got a t shirt signed by them. And that was kind of what got me thinking about it. And then I asked Josh for it uh, in the fall, because my birthday is just after Christmas. So it kind of started percolating then. And then we, you know, got it started with it. And then the second time we met him was in Austin, Texas. We took a around the world in the day CD Mm -hmm. for everybody to sign. And I took my business cards for the mountains and the sea and all of them signed one. So I have cards with everybody's signature on it. And all of them were We're like, this is so cool. What? What is this? What you you make? You make a what? A podcast? That's so cool. Oh my god! And they were just like, well, that's what we love. Everybody is so creative, and we love it when people take the work that we've done and build on it. And I was like, oh, that's so nice, because they could have been like, yeah, okay, great. Somebody else just trying to make a buck. I'll make any bucks. Oh but
0: yeah, you don't have to tell me. We are we are draining money doing podcasts. We are not <laughs> making it.
1: No, I mean I can only hope to someday start to cover my costs. Amen, but.
0: sister. That's exactly what I think. That's so amazing. My one run-in with Lisa Coleman mm-hmm. was back in the day when Words with Friends was popular. Oh, one yeah, day you played with her, right? I was playing Words with Friends with Lisa. I couldn't believe I'm so like that's cool. really her. So finally, and by the way, she would slaughter me every game because she's kind of smart with words. It's Lisa from My yeah. and Lisa. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. She
1: writes poetry and
0: music to go
1: along with it for a living. Uh,
0: Then I clicked the chat button on the game and asked her if uh, she'd do me a favor and, and if I could buy an autographed CD or record from her. She's like, yeah, no problem. What do you want it to say? And I was like, please, please don't block me. But... Can you say to Dana, yes, the water is warm enough, and then sign your name? Oh. She's like, absolutely. And she didn't even charge it, charge me for it. She sent me oh. a vinyl that says to Dana, yes, the water is warm enough, and signed it. I couldn't freaking believe it.
1: Oh, how sweet.
0: Yeah. The it, That was many, many years ago. And uh, to this day, I, I oh, my God, I, I just want to meet Wendy and Lisa so bad. So, oh. so jelly. Had to get that out of the way.
1: If you ever get the opportunity, it is well worth the money
0: that's what credit cards are for man amen (laughs) lord knows i don't have the cash it's going on a card (laughs) as far as prince people now you've met the revolution twice is there an artist in the prince circle that you haven't met yet that is that is kind of your dream to have a conversation with
1: um hmm why am I drawing a, a blank? Well, there's a know. lot there's of There's so people. many great people. Yeah. I'd love to meet Maite. She's lovely. She seems very sweet. Yeah. I'd love to meet her. And she never says anything bad about Prince either. I'd also uh, Maceo Parker, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Because we saw him. He was at uh, one light alone show that we went to and both of the musicology shows that we went to in 2004. So he was toured with Prince for a really long time and i'd love to hear some of his story and chat with him and he seems really like warm and he interacted with the crowd a lot and which is hard to do when you got a saxophone in your mouth but he <laughs> did and it was great
0: yeah that's that's the thing i would love to be able to talk to some of these people especially the ones that have gone way back with him i want to know a little more about prince as the person not just the mm-hmm. artist he was so i don't even know what the word is guarded that, yeah. I mean, They're very private. Yeah, I don't know that how much of himself he was with everyone he worked with. It probably a different story with the revolution because he kind of came up with them. But I, I am very anxious to find out a little more. He just wanted to remain a mystery and try to have some kind of private life. And I'll, I'll be danged. He's the only artist I know of that could possibly pull it off the way he did.
1: Oh, well, I mean, when you have your own compound, that makes a difference.
0: Well, there are no secrets. And in, in when it comes to fame and Hollywood and all that. So maybe staying in Minneapolis, was a was a smart move on his part.
1: Oh, absolutely. And it's so nice there. Beautiful place. I live in Texas and everybody's nice. And I didn't really expect people when we went to Paisley Park in 2016. I didn't really expect people to be like as nice up there because people, northern people tend, I don't know, it's just a different- <laughs> <laughs> they're a little more. No, I mean, it's it's just a different culture a little bit. Like I talk to everybody. I go to the store and I'm talking to the person in line behind me. And pe- when I go north, people are nice. But I always take it people off guard a little bit because I'm just southern friendly, which is different than northern friendly. But when we were in Minneapolis, everybody was like southern friendly, but in the north.
0: Minneapolis was... especially especially when it comes to the Prince thing, people were really oh kind of protective and, and they have this certain local pride when it comes to Prince. Even for the people that didn't particularly enjoy his music, which those people exist, believe it or not. But even oh, now <laughs> there was it was still kinda of like how Prince was their their guy. You know, Prince right. was their local yes, guy. Yes, he's that their made hometown it. hero. And he stayed. And I think that's what made the difference. He didn't yeah. go away. He stayed. And by the way, as far as the hospitality goes, I, I lived in Alabama growing up. So mm-hmm. I know what you mean. It's now that I'm up here when a stranger waves at me, I'm like, why is that guy waving at me? I don't know that guy. <laughs> so, yeah, I totally get it. But down south, you everything is much slower. You take your time with everybody. I mean, it's just. But you have no southern accent. Where I, I'm, I'm expecting you to say things like, I heard that. I did Tell you what.
1: <laughs> I do say y'all no well my my mom's from California, and my dad's from New Jersey, so and they neither one of them really <laughs> spoke with much of an accent, so I didn't grow up hearing that, even though I grew up living in Texas and I lived near San Antonio it's a big city. you're less likely to have the in a or more urban setting, you're less likely to have the really thick, heavy accents.
0: As far as going to Paisley Park, you, uh-huh. have you only gone once since Prince passed?
1: Yeah, just the once. I'd like to go back again, but the kids have told us that we're not allowed to go without him next time.
0: Yeah, the uh, <laughs> talk about being worth every penny. Oh, my gosh. The Paisley Park tour, just take my money. I I mean, I I go there once a year, every year, only because I have a radio convention in that city, so I get lucky, right? But every year I try to do a different tour, but they keep changing it up because apparently Prince was a little bit of a hoarder. So they keep finding new stuff, which is really exciting. Yeah. But it's not even about the new stuff. If it never changed, I would still go back every year. Because when I walk in, I just feel this thing that I can't explain.
1: Like his presence is there. Yeah. You can just feel like the creativity. And, you know, it, it was a working studio, but it was also in large part his home. Yeah. You know, for a lot of the time that he lived in Minneapolis, it was... I mean, he had other homes around the city, but I mean, it feels like his home.
0: Even after my tour is done, and I'm almost like emotionally exhausted by the time I'm Uh done after doing like a VIP tour or something, I still tend to hang out in the parking lot probably longer than they want me to, but they've never been negative or mean to me. They've never been like, move it along, kid. But I just don't want to (laughs) go.
1: no <laughs> which is we actually did the tour twice while it. we were there. Yeah. Because we figured the expense really was getting there and staying in a hotel there. Right. So we're like what's another $150 for a tour? Let's do it twice. So we did one early in the day in the morning and then we did the very last tour so that we could see it at night.
0: Oh, I haven't done I've not done the I can't remember what what do they call that Paisley Park in the Dark or something oh,
1: like that. Oh, um they did hadn't had those yet.
0: I want to do that. That's the one I haven't done yet.
1: Where they have like bands and stuff come and play and...
0: And uh, one of my favorites, even though I have no business singing, is the VIP on Thursdays because they let you Mm -hmm. sing into Prince's mic and then they record it for you on a little purple thumb drive. Uh Uh-huh. That's that's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. I'm totally
1: doing that next time.
0: Oh, yeah. It's it's Absolutely.
1: I won't ever listen to it, but I'll have my little purple thumb drive. (laughs) You're standing in the room where Prince sang.
0: Like, I've seen seen videos of Prince sitting right where you get to stand in front of that mic. Like, there's videos Mm -hmm. of him standing right there. There's no way to not sound like a fangirl here. I can't help it, but that's incredible. Incredible. I will sing poorly into this microphone. Absolutely. <laughs> Again, Paisley, take my money. Poorly and joyfully. What is your opinion on the whole Paisley? I, I guess it's not really Paisley Park. It's the the estate, how they keep just doing reissues of like purple vinyls of all the old albums that we already have. Are you okay, buying well, first that of all, stuff?
1: Everything does not have to be purple. Right. That's, that's true.
0: Purple wasn't even his favorite just, color.
1: No, I mean, it didn't make any sense for me for a Rave to come out on purple vinyl right it should have been blue
0: like his outfit yes yeah
1: I would like new stuff
0: thank you that's what I was hoping you'd say bring bring up we I, already I have all this stuff I originals
1: Agreed. because there were some things on there that I had heard but there were a few things that we had not heard it was neat it was really fun to sit down and listen to the released version back to back with Prince's version
0: except for the Kenny Rogers cut Oh. <laughs> What was that song about? What on earth? Prince, I love you and I always will, but that was weird.
1: Yes, well, you know, if you like country music or easy listening music or early mid 80s, Country easy listening music. If
0: you like country and disco, having a baby.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, which I don't care for, but nope. if it's somebody's favorite song, good for them.
0: But then you have things like yeah. like Prince singing Martika. Well, you know, Prince writes and does the scratch vocals for for Martika, and then when you listen to that, it just like melts you. It's you know, it's some amazing. of the tracks are just incredible, and you hear how can one man have so much vision all the time? You know, like it
1: was a gift. Yeah. I mean not just once in a lifetime artist he's bigger than that yeah i mean there's nobody like him
0: well um listen prince estate you're hearing it from two <laughs> prince podcasts we want That's the funny. new music we're ready to give you our money I, we don't have much but we're going to throw it at you give us some new music
1: exactly well you know and i for die hard fans like us i would say I want the sketches. I get that they're not finished. Yeah, I have to master all that stuff for me. We did an interview with uh, Tom Moon, mm-hmm. who was a music critic, and he had spent some time with Prince and uh, interviewed him a number of times, written different stuff about uh, various releases that he had. He helped make some selections for the hits and the B-sides. And He said that he feels like the real value of what's in the vault is not the finished things, but the work ethic that it showed that Prince had, that he had talent, yes, but he also had the tenacity to keep working on stuff over and over and over until it was right.
0: Right. Because a lot of the songs that we didn't hear until like Graffiti Bridge, 89, 90, probably 90. Yeah, it was 90. Uh, some of those songs he first recorded in 1982 and 83, well, but then and all of these wrote
1: different. he them as a teenager. Some of them, yeah,
0: that's which is crazy. Yes, but but then all of a sudden these versions kept evolving. Like if if uh, all the big Prince fam know because they probably. Allegedly, have all the bootlegs, and they probably Allegedly. have three or four different versions of songs like um, "Strange Relationship" from "Sign the Times" because he started recording that one years before. And, yeah, and "We Can Funk" from from Graffiti Bridge. There's like three different versions of that because he gradually pieced things together until he went, "That's how I want it," and then boom, it's yeah. on Graffiti Bridge. Yeah, it's it's very interesting how that happened, and and I also oh. love how he would write songs for other artists and go. Nope, that's too good. I'm I'm keeping kiss. That's mine now.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: See this? This is mine now. He he just had so much vision and I agree with you. I wanna hear I wanna hear how these songs are being created. They don't have to be the finished product. Prince has said on so many interviews in fact Tavis Smiley during a Tavis Smiley interview he said he has enough songs I want to say it's like to put out an album every year for 100 years or something like that and he said he had a plan for the release of the music for after he passed he said that so where is it here we are years later
1: well and that's just the thing we you know he had a plan I don't know who he shared that plan with
0: yeah, I, we, we probably don't want to get into any conspiracies because people will. No, I people mean, well, turn maybe on us, didn't but something's share weird. Share it
1: with anybody. Maybe he had it in his head and he intended to write it down and never did. Or maybe he shared it with somebody that's now not a part of what's being released and what's going on. Yeah. And unfortunately, he didn't leave it in a way that was something that people were required to honor
0: which is very unfortunate but hopefully we get our hands on some new stuff soon the yeah. originals was good but that that's just a taste we need we need some more
1: oh i know there's more in there and i don't like i said it doesn't have to be all finished you don't have to master it all for me i don't need that you can just just give me whatever you got i'll take it we'll, we'll figure it out
0: <laughs> i'm starting to worry that something happened to the masters and that's why they're not being released mm,
1: i think there's just a lot yeah. stuff he gave to other people. I know that, what's her name? She sang with him on 3121. She sang Fury with him. She toured with him. Her album was Milk and Honey.
0: Why am I not placing that? Oh, oh my boy. gosh. The Prince fan was going to come at us hard, hard out and heavy now. And
1: said that, you know, she had a whole album's worth of material in addition to the Milk and Honey that she was supposed to be able to release at some point. I mean, I know that there's people like that, and I'm sure there's all kinds of convoluted contract negotiations that have to happen to be able to make those things go. I just hope that it doesn't get bogged down with all the attorneys.
0: Was it Tamar Davis?
1: Yes, that's it. Thank you. I googled it. And she goes by Ashley now. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly who it was. And I mean, you know, you've got to imagine that there's a bunch of people who are out there who've got stuff that they worked on with prints. And for one reason or another, he told them not to release it, or they were contractually bound somewhere else. And all oh, that should just, we just need it.
0: Yes, we, we I do. need it
1: before I die. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> well, this took us I'm not return. gonna live
1: another 100 years. Yeah, I mean, unless there's some major medical advancements.
0: Oh, we none of us want to live another hundred years. Come on, no, which which is starting to sound like artificial age.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Christy thank you so much for taking time for me today I really do appreciate it
1: oh it was my pleasure I was a delight to be here you can uh, if you want to take a listen you can find the mountains and the sea reviews prints anywhere you get your podcasts you can find us on twitter at tmats tmats podcast you can find us on facebook with the same shortcut and if anybody out there is also a true crime fan, I have a true crime adjacent podcast called Killer Fun. And we talk about the intersection of crime and entertainment. So that one's kind of fun, too, if you're into that thing. And uh, you can find us on Twitter at Killer Fun Pod.
0: Thank you so much. I listen to you every week. And it is oh, a pleasure thanks talking so to much. you. And so much. And tell Josh I say hello, and I enjoy his very dry sense of humor.
1: Absolutely. We'll get him on your podcast one of these days soon.
0: Get show notes, pictures, and more info on My Prince Story at MyPrincePodcast.com. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at MyPrincePodcast. My Prince Story is recorded in my cozy Prince basement in Kalamazoo, Michigan.
1: You looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness? Then check out the Natural Man Podcast. Join me, host Mike C., as we explore all areas of human wellness physical, mental, and emotional.